Welcome to KRMG In-Depth, the podcast. I'm Russell Mills. Thanks for joining us. In June of last year, I first told you that Tulsa had been chosen to host an Ironman competition. Well, for obvious reasons, that didn't happen in 2020. Just one more blow to a tourism industry crippled by the pandemic. A tourism industry, by the way, that's absolutely vital to the economy of Oklahoma and of Tulsa. It's our state's third leading industry. Well, Iron Man's back in 2021 in a big way. So I got Ray Hoyt on the line. He's president of Tulsa Regional Tourism. That means he also oversees the Tulsa Convention and Visitors Bureau, the Tulsa Sports Commission, and the Tulsa Office of Film, Music, Arts, and Culture. This is my conversation with him about Iron Man and about the recovery of our tourism industry post-COVID. with uh, Ray Hoyt. He is president of Tulsa Regional Tourism. I'm guessing that's not the only hat you wear, but I could be wrong. Is that a full-time job? It is a full-time job. My, uh, we have sports tourism and film and music under uh, regional tourism, so we hats is the appropriate term. I, I would Actually, that now I'm it sounds like more than a full-time job. It sounds like you might need help. Um, these days, uh, I mean, I, I always these days we always start the conversation with, "Oh my God, how have you managed to, to even keep the doors open and the lights on over the last nine months?" I'm sure it's been a challenge for you guys as much as for anybody. And then, on top of that, you have the challenge of, "Wow, we've really got to rebuild our tourism industry like yesterday." Yep, absolutely. Well. I will tell you, we, um, as a business unit and as a team, we've really worked on um, being innovative in this crisis and um, to, to your point of staying open, ster- serving our clients and our um, partners in facilities, but also um, thinking of the community and safety first and um, trying to keep all those things in the air, but serving um, the tourism industry and trying to keep it vibrant. So it's not been easy, but... I will tell you, um, there's no quit in us, so we just keep, like a lot of people, we just keep hammering away. Well, and what I tell folks is, look, this is going to end, and you know what? Our, our beautiful uh, mountains and, and forests and prairies and plains, all that stuff's still going to be there. All our great art museums, you know, all the reasons, Route 66, all the reasons people want to come to Tulsa are all still going to be there. So we've got things to look forward to, and one of the reasons I was interested to talk with you today is because we found out today, or I found out, you may have known for a while, uh, that we do have something kind of cool to look forward to. Um, next May, I believe it is. Can you tell us a little bit about the Iron Man announcement? Sure. It's uh, next May 23rd. It'll be our first um, year to host Iron Man. It was obviously supposed to be in 2020, but that got postponed. Um, but we are hosting our first inaugural Iron Man in May uh, 23rd. And today was a really kind of a cool addition to that is that not only it's an Ironman, but it's now the North American championship, which brings um, a lot more elite athletes to the race, um, uh, clearly for the North American championship, which is uh, critical. And some of those athletes get qualified. The winners of those classes get qualified for the world and for um, 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 uh, Hawaii. So it's kind of a big deal to, to host that event um, and get that announcement. And it'll bring a lot more media you know, it's already an $11 million economic impact with some 10,000 visitors. So it's just going to add to that value uh, and those numbers of attendees. 
and it really kind of puts Tulsa uh, even at a higher level in the world stage when it comes to triathlons and, and Ironman. Um, so we're excited about it. It's going to bring a lot of people to Tulsa that probably otherwise wouldn't have been here. And that's really our mission is to, to expose um, um, whether it be equine or athletes or Ironman, whoever it is through tourism, expose them to Tulsa and Northeast Oklahoma and what a great area it is, to your point. Um, and our hope is, is that they fall in love with it like many of us have and come back. Or move here and start businesses because that would be good too. Um, and, and I'm seeing Coming a, back, moving back, visiting. We don't care. Just, <laughs> just uh, come back and see us and bring your money. Uh, I mean, bring your money, bring your tax dollars. Seriously, I don't think most people know, and they and they tend to their jaws tend to drop when I tell them that tourism is the third largest industry in the state of Oklahoma. It is indeed. We, you know, I wish they didn't. Um, have to be told that they already knew that but it's one of the fastest pacing um, growth industries in northeast oklahoma it's um, over a 1.2 billion dollars in spend in 2019 Uh, 9.9 million visitors came to the the tulsa metro area um, for all sorts of reasons but it's it's a a very much an economic driver for our community all those tax dollars just shy of 600 dollars per household per rooftop in tulsa came from uh, visitor spend in, in Tulsa last year. So when you think about all that, they support our quality of life, um, not through just police and fire and all those tax dollars, but they also support our restaurants and bars and attractions when we're not there. So it's important for all those people to show up and um, go through those various um, attractions and our culinary scene to support it. So we, you know, through the, the, the pandemic, we really worked hard to, uh, with the health department and our venues to try and keep as much of that as in place uh, safely. Um, and hence, we launched the Tulsa Safely Program to communicate that message. But um, we need the tourism industry to recover quickly. And I think our work this year, we've been selling Tulsa's future. We never stopped doing our jobs in, in the worst of times. Because we know that if we continue to sell the future and future events like Ironman and other things like the NCA wrestling championships in 23 is that the recovery will be faster for us because we've stopped. We didn't stop selling. We just kept pushing along knowing that when this does end, our sales pipeline, our event pipeline will be ready to go. And it won't be months or years getting that um, um, back in place, but literally just turning on the spigot. So we're, we're really focused on keeping the industry um, as healthy as possible and then ready for the recovery. Um, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about Tulsa Tough and how years ago, you know, it was, it was a few bicyclists and they, they, you know, do their little race and stuff. And, and most people never knew it existed and it has grown into this national annual institution, right? Cry Baby Hill and the Absolutely. whole thing. And, and, and I can really see this Ironman thing going that same direction. What do you think? Absolutely. We have a three-year contract with um, a renewal after that. You know, you think about, you think about um, Tulsa Tuft, Ironman, uh, the BMX Grands, and now their headquarters here. Um, we're talking to freestyle. We're, we're continually looking at racing um, um, in the sports world, whether it be a chili bowl or, or humans racing up and down on, on five and 10K and half marathons and marathons. That we just got recognized for actually is is a a, a a state and a city to be recognized for racing. You know, we continue to build on those those kind of um, sports and, and experiences 
because that's really what people are excited about today, outdoor activity, experiences, fitness. Um, and we're trying to basically, you know, amplify that through a lot of the activity that we're doing as well as, um, you know, Route 66 Marathon um, and Half Marathon, our uh, Tulsa uh, Run, Tulsa Tough, all those things lead to healthy lifestyles and really, I think, um, influence Tulsa's kind of place, you know, in those cities that are um, focusing on that kind of lifestyle. Well, it it is really good news. And like I said, it's it's something to look forward to. Now, it's a May event, and you mentioned, you know, obviously you're working with the health department. We couldn't do the 2020, which would have been the inaugural Ironman, which, you know, obviously is very disappointing. But yep. now we're looking at 2021 and a national championship, so kind of a nice little cherry on the top of that Sunday. And by May, you know, I, and I'm kind of talking out of school here a little bit because I can't say for sure, but my inclination is to think that we're going to be in decent shape by May as far as getting past this pandemic. Um, so I don't know what, what – what kind of, because we're talking about an outdoor event, that's that's helpful. Um, obviously, the athletes themselves would have to take certain precautions, but people who are going to want to come out and see it, you know, that that's going to be the complication. So I would presume the hope is we're going to be in really good shape by May. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could predict um, 100% what May looks like, but obviously none of us can. But we're going to plan appropriately for the race um, in May. And I feel much like you do. I think we'll, this may not be in our rearview mirror, but I think we'll clearly be in a different place. One would hope um, with the vaccines and stuff, but we'll work with the health department and the local officials um, and with Ironman to make sure that um, we prepare for either scenario. And then if we have to work with the health department on, on mitigations of numbers or um, social distancing and, and those kinds of things. And we'll just accommodate um, that and create that plan uh, based on those requirements for the CDC and the health department's guidelines. And we'll work um, to that end like we have all year. Um, and I think we've been really successful, Dr. Dart, in um, understanding those guidelines and requirements and then working with our clients um, and the attendees and the, the um, fans. And we'll, we'll deliver on that, um, that aspect, whether it's back to normal or, you know, um, uh, uh, edited version of that. We'll just wait and see, but we'll plan to host um, and just wait and see what the next six months brings us. One more thought. Right now during this pandemic and with everything that's going on, those that do want to travel, those that do want to engage in some tourism are probably more inclined to do it by automobile. And here we sit uh, literally not only on Route 66, but the home of the inventor, like the guy who came up with the idea of Route 66, All right. was a Tulsa. I mean, we're the heart of Route 66. What a treasure. And I know that, that our uh, Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell and I know that the, uh, Ken, our, uh, the Route 66 Alliance, um, Ken Spence and everybody are just really focused on on making Route 66 even bigger than it is. I, in some ways, it occurs to me that this pandemic, as bad as it's been, might actually help that effort in the long run. What are your thoughts as, as director of Tulsa Tourism? 
Well, absolutely. We've been marketing Route 66 for some time now um, with the Route 66 commission that I'm on and with Lauren um, Snedding, our VP of Communications and Marketing. And we've been using um, Route 66 as really um, um, an entrance to um, uh, getting that done. Um, And I think the opportunity is amplifying that message so that people are looking for outdoor experiences um, and Route 66 is obviously a drivable experience, which is really important. Um, you know, it's kind of the old is now the new again. And um, we're marketing it at the UK. We've bought um, and placed ads in, in various um, travel and tour um, publications. Uh, we worked with uh, Brand USA on an ad in the UK. That we got a ton, I mean, a ton of um, inquiries on so um you know we feel like we're doing the right things um and amplifying that message in the drive market but then also in a uh, a fly market as well i'm you know i'm i'm kind of excited about the future for tulsa and i think tourism is definitely a key part of it and uh so i'm tickled to make your acquaintance i don't think we've spoken before i talked to a lot of people but i don't remember your voice <laughs> but it's been a real yeah, pleasure well, you would remember me I... <laughs> well I, and you're a well-spoken person and that's very helpful for me so thank you um i, I always uh, uh, give my my interview victims the the open mic at the end uh anything else on your mind or anything uh, that you'd like to add uh, you have to be careful with that open mic with me i've been accused <laughs> of talking too much but I will tell you that, um, you know, Tulsa in the last decade has spent a lot of money uh, on itself. And I think that's really important for a lot of things, not just for the residents, but for us as a destination. And really that's our job is to market Tulsa as a destination for visitors and for for, for, um, people to move back to. You know, people won't move their company someplace if they don't feel like it's someplace they would visit. And I think we really kind of, feel that we have to start there with anybody. I don't care whether you're a visitor or a business. If you, you wouldn't want to visit there, you probably wouldn't move your company there. So we really feel like our, our story is to be told that Tulsa is a great city, great community. Um, it, it has all the amenities and all the cultural activities and culinary activities that you'd find in the city three or four times our size. Um, so we always say that we punch way above our weight class when you think about uh, the Gilcrease and the Philbrook and the Gathering Place, you know, many of these destinations are in the top two or three destinations um, in the state. And their, you know, Gathering Place was number one destination last year in the U.S. Uh, Tulsa was just picked as a top 21 place to visit. Um, and, you know, and it's by Condonask and by National Geographic. And people that, you know, um, when people read their stuff, they pretty much believe it. So when people of, of that um, that uh, stature are writing about Tulsa and why you should visit or why you should take the time to make sure you drive uh, Route 66 through Tulsa, I think it's important. And it, it just validates all the things that Tulsa has been doing for itself um, and that the opportunity for visitors to come and enjoy it like residents is really important. I think that's that's what cities of the future are doing, and we're clearly in that. We're in that, that uh, realm with uh, many of our competitors when you think of people like Austin and, and Louisville and those cities that we all aspire to be, I think we're really starting to um, frame Tulsa up to be a city unique to itself um, and unique to visitors and the opportunity to visit is probably becoming more and more important 
to the drive market, um, clearly, um, when you think about the six-hour, eight-hour drive market, we're a destination you want to make sure you take the time to visit. Um, I hadn't heard that we're, we were picked 21st as a destination location, like globally? Yep. That's yeah. pretty awesome <laughs> stuff right there. By Condé Nast and, <laughs> and National Geographic, these are heavyweights. Yeah, we've been in the top 10 cities best cities in the United States under a million for the last like four years. So, but again, it, go, it comes with a lot of work. I mean, people like GKFF and the city and the elected officials who are really focused on vision, um, you know, doing things that just enhance our community um, as a destination, as a place to live. And, you know, that's vital to any um, city's prosperous future. And I think we're, we're doing as well as many, as any, I think. Well, I, I'll say, as somebody who's lived all over the country, you you add the amenities to the cost of living, and Tulsa comes out on the top of that chart uh, just about every time compared to anywhere in the country. So, uh, Ray, absolutely, absolute pleasure to uh, make your acquaintance again. Thank you very much for your time. I do appreciate it. Um, I don't know exactly when all of this will air, but it'll be soon, and uh, I hope that we get to talk again soon. Me too. Well, if something comes up and there's a topic, just reach out to Lauren. She's pretty amazing, and I've got a great staff leadership team who can talk about film and music and, and our experiences that we're shaping up. So we um, we have a really solid group of, of people on my team who can talk to, to you a lot about what we're trying to do and how we're trying to change Tulsa. Outstanding. All right. Well, we will chat again soon. Thank you. And again, Lauren, thank you very much for setting this up. Appreciate it. Thanks so much Thanks, for reaching out to us. We appreciate it. You betcha. You guys have a great day. Stay Thanks. safe. Bye. You Bye. too. Stay safe. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KRMG In-Depth, the podcast. I'm always looking for stories about the people, places, and politics of Oklahoma. I'm easy to find on Facebook, or you can always email me and the entire KRMG news team. The email address is news at krmg.com. I'm Russell Mills. Thanks for the listen. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.